healing for your body. Greetings, my wonderful friends. This is Joseph Helen here. I'm bringing you a brand new series on healing. In my interactions with most people, I have found out that a lot of people are suffering from all manner of ailments, sicknesses, diseases, and infirmities. There is a way out for you, and I want to bring you hope, and that hope is found in the Word of God. And that's the reason why this series is going to be about healing. And in this first episode, I want to take you through scriptures so that you get to know what the Word of God says about healing. Now, the first time healing is mentioned in the Bible is in Genesis 20, verse 17. And Abraham was praying for a gentleman who had done something that should not have been done. His name was Abimelech. And Abraham went to sojourn in his land because of famine. And Sarah was a very beautiful woman to behold. So King Abimelech took Sarah because Abraham had said that Sarah was the sister. But God didn't like it for that reason. Abimelech became unwell together with his entire household. All right. So, verse 17 of Genesis chapter 20 says, So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they got children. So, there was barrenness as a result of the action that Abimelech took. Now, sickness gains access into our bodies when we go contrary to the Word of God. I'm not talking about the law here. I'm talking about the revealed Word of God. For example, if God tells you that He has forgiven you and you don't want to believe that, that unbelief can open you up to sickness. Because evil spirits bring disease. They're called spirits of infirmity or spirits of sickness. Jesus, every time he healed anyone, it was either through deliverance, either told a spirit to lose the person, or he would tell the person, get up and walk. But usually he cast out demons. The Bible says he went around doing good, healing those that were oppressed of the devil. You see, the devil is the one that brings oppression through sickness and disease. So here, Abimelech goes contrary to the word of God by taking someone's wife, a woman that was married to Abraham. Of course, Abraham said, she is my sister. But the king should have inquired a little more rather than just jumping into conclusions and saying, okay, if she's your sister, I'm going to marry her. You know, in a very short period of time, he should have asked a bit more. And for that reason, he got unwell. There was a plague in his entire country. He had a plague. All his servants had plagues. Even the animals had plagues. But healing occurred. You see, God is so merciful. When the gentleman restored Sarah back to Abraham, Abraham, who was a prophet of God, who had the gift to bring healing to God's people, prayed for him and he was healed. You see, Abraham did not condemn him. This is one place where most Christians go wrong because they condemn people. When somebody goes wrong, that person is condemned. You see, when Abimelech took Abraham's wife, that was a horrible thing to do. And most people would not even forgive such an act. Of course, no physical relations occurred between them. But in the spiritual realm, the moment you identify somebody as your spouse, they have become your spouse, which is why God 
had to discipline Abimelech. Now, is it God who put the barrenness and the sickness upon Abimelech? No, not God, because that's contrary to the nature of God. What happened is that this guy went contrary to the word of God that secures and protects. For that reason, he was open to demonic attack. The Bible says if you break a hedge, a serpent will bite you. So God doesn't bring sickness or disease, neither does he kill. But if you go contrary to his word, what happens is that you endanger yourself because you expose yourself to the enemy. Now, the devil has only one purpose. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And all his ministers, those who are under the law, also do the very same thing, killing, stealing, and destroying. But if you follow the word of God, if you follow the word of God as it is, then the devil is blocked from attacking you with sickness and infirmity and disease. Now, even if you are ignorant, you didn't know what was going on, the enemy is not going to sympathize with you because you're ignorant. And this is the reason why the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You must know. And this is why we bring such messages to you so that you get to know your rights as a child of God. You notice that as soon as Abimelech restored the wife back to the husband, and as soon as he repented, changed his mind. Repentance is a very simple thing. It's really about changing your mind. If you're going to a certain direction, you change your mind and go the opposite direction. So this man changed his mind. He said, I'm not going to have Sarah anymore. I'll restore Sarah back to Abraham. And as soon as he did that, Abraham prayed for him and he was healed. And the barrenness that had affected every creature in that land was lifted and things went back to normal. So God didn't say, why did you do this thing? You have to suffer and all that. As soon as he changed his mind, as soon as he got to the realization that what he did was wrong, immediately God forgave him and instantly he was healed. So maybe there's sickness in your body that came as a result of some wrong thing you did or something that happened inadvertently or maybe you are ignorant and you didn't know your rights as a child of God. The moment you hear a message like this, healing begins to occur in your body. There are times when people wonder why sickness stays for so long in someone's body. That's because for years you walked in ignorance. For years you acted contrary to the word of God. For years you gave the devil a foothold. And if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a kilometer. I'm telling you, the devil doesn't love you. He hates anything to do with God's children. So if you give him a bit of an opportunity, he will force himself in and he will fill your body with demonic spirit of infirmity because his nature is to kill and one of his best tools for killing is sickness and disease and if he's not going to use sickness and disease he'll use accidents if he's not going to use accidents he'll use things like earthquakes floods you know disasters that's the nature of the devil wars you know use of guns in a way that is irresponsible that's how the devil operates but if you follow the word of god you will be safe and even if you make a mistake and you come to the realization that you're wrong and you turn around quickly that mistake will not be counted against you that's what the bible says the bible says if a person is righteous and they stop being righteous and start doing what's wrong their righteousness will not help them but the Bible also says if a person was unrighteous and was doing things that are not right and they change their minds and they begin to do what is right, their wrong will not be counted against them. You see how wonderful our God is. So in Genesis 20 verse 17, Abram prayed unto God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maid servants and they got children because their, their wombs were closed up. Yeah, the house of Abimelech 
was every person in the house of Abimelech became barren as a result of Sarah. Now, you see, in the Old Testament, they said it's the Lord who did it. But I need you to understand that these guys were also still getting a revelation of who God was. Do you remember the story of Job? How he accused God. He said it's God that was attacking him. It's God that killed his children. He said it's God that took away all his sheep and camels and goats and donkeys. That it's God that brought fire to burn his properties is God that put sickness and disease upon his body. But later God appears and tells him, it's not me, it's Leviathan. God began to introduce Job to the real enemy. And that enemy was Satan. But those days, because they didn't have a proper revelation of spiritual things, God had to use a creature that lived those days called Leviathan. A dragon that lived in the, the ocean. A crazy animal that spat fire was proud and would cause the, the sea to get into tempestuous storms. It was a big, huge creature that people feared. And God used that as a similitude or a simile to describe to Job who the devil was and what the devil's work against, the, against Job was. For that reason, Job began to appreciate that, oh, so you mean there is an enemy, and his name is Satan, Lucifer, likened to Levathan, which really is a spirit of pride. And remember, it's because of pride that Lucifer fell from heaven. So God explained to Job that it's the devil that has been attacking you, not me. And if you remember Job chapter 1, there was a meeting in heaven and Lucifer appeared as well. And when God asked, have you seen Job, my servant? And Lucifer said, you see, you put a hedge around him. You put a hedge around him. Yeah. If that hedge is broken, Job is going to curse you to your face. And good thing is that Job never cursed God. But Job is the one that broke the hedge because of fear. He said, the thing I feared the most has happened to me. I never lived in safety or security. If you read the book of Job chapter 3, I never lived in security. I never lived in safety. That wasn't true because God had secured Job completely. He was secure. He was safe. But Job always consistently lived in fear. Fear can bring you sickness and fear can bring you disease. But when you change your mind and you realize that you ought to operate by faith, and operating by faith is really operating by the word of God, then sickness and disease shall be removed from your life. Okay, that's the first scripture that deals with healing in the Bible. Okay, now if you move on to Exodus 15 verse 26, the Bible says, and said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord. You see, I'm starting from verse 26. That's why the statement is not complete. Or maybe let me just start from the verse 25. And he cried unto the Lord at Moses. And the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them. So this guy had reached a place called Mara. And Mara in the Bible means bitter. They had left Egypt, God had delivered them, and they reached a place called Mara, and they found the waters there were bitter. They couldn't drink them. They were too acidic, and they brought death. And by the grace of God, he even healed the waters. There are many occasions in the Bible and examples in the Bible where God actually healed waters. There's one where Elisha cast salt into some water, and the water became healed. At some point, uh, the sons of the prophets 
50 of them, you know, prophets during those days of Elijah and Elisha, they were in groups of 50. So these sons of the prophets were gathered together and they needed to eat and they got some words, wild words. Some of you who might understand about plants, there's some words that are poisonous. They shouldn't be eaten. There's certain cassava, um, cassavas, if I may use that, that are not to be eaten. They're poisonous. So the, the liquid that comes out of that tube, you know, the cassava has a tube, that tube that's under the ground. There's a certain liquid in it that has to be drained out and completely dried up before that tube can be turned into flour to be eaten. And if one just eats it as it is, they die because it's poisonous. So these guys, you know, there were some gourds that were poisonous and they took them and shredded them and tried to make some stew out of it that we would do with cabbages or kales or any other vegetables. So they tried to eat and people started frothing in their mouths, getting into convulsions, and they thought they were going to die. Then prophet Elisha took something, some salt, and put inside the pottage, as they said, and he said, okay, now sorry to the people. He healed it. So healing is God's nature. He wants you healed. He wants the waters around you healed. The land needs to be healed. See, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and purpose to seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from them, heaven and I will heal them. I will heal. I'll forgive their sins and heal their land. So even the land needs to be healed. Everything around us needs to be healed. How does this healing come? Healing comes when you follow the ways of the Lord, when you start following the Word of God. It's not about perfection. It's about growth in the Word of God. So as you hear the Word of God, that talks about healing. The Word that makes you realize that God is interested in your health, that Word will cause you to have faith in healing. And as your faith grows, and as your knowledge grows, knowing that God actually wants to heal you. He doesn't want you sick. And he's not the author of sickness or disease. He's not, he's not the one that brings sickness or disease into your body. Once you learn that, then your faith grows and your trust and confidence in God grows. For that reason, the angels of healing begin to move, touching your body. But a lot of people have fought so erroneously for so long that it's God that's punishing them because of their sins. No, when you do something contrary to God's word, you open yourself up, you Break the hedge that protected you. For that reason, the enemy, the devil, and these demons gain access into your life. Let me give you a good example. If you tell your child, don't touch the candle flame because it burns. You see, and the child thinks, oh, I just want to play with the flame. It looks good. And the child actually touches the flame. My question to you is this. Is it you who has burnt the child's finger? Is it really you who's burnt the child's finger? No, it is because the child moved away from the protective words of the parent. The words of love that stated, the candle is good because it produces light for us, but it's also hot. It's a flame of fire. It can burn. So that information is important. It's like God telling Adam and Eve that these fruits you see here are good for your health, but there is one that is not good for you because it represents Satan. It is an introduction to the enemy that will want to move you away from your health and safety and security and from eternal life. So I have to reveal to you that the devil exists. That's why I'm putting the tree in the middle of the garden. And if you touch it, this tree is representative of the enemy that lies, that deceives, that beguiles. So God wasn't trapping Adam and Eve when he said that there's a tree here you shouldn't eat of. He was securing them. 
based on his love and care. So the same way a parent would tell a child, don't touch the candle because it burns. It can hurt you and I don't want you to get hurt. Why? Because I love you. But the child would say, huh, maybe my parents don't really mean what they say. Let me find out for myself. And the moment they touch the flame like this, then their fingers are burnt and they begin to shriek and they begin to shriek. They begin to cry. They begin to yell. And then one would say, oh, this parent is horrible. Look at how the parent is burning the child's finger on a flame, on a candle flame. That's not true. So God doesn't bring sickness. He doesn't bring disease. He doesn't bring death. It is because of our ignorance of the secure words given to us by God that we end up harming ourselves. We end up opening ourselves to demonic spirits. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are to stick to the word of God, if you are to stick to the word of God, no sickness and no disease can get into your body because the word secures you. The Bible says the word of God is life to those who find them and health to every part of their body. The word of God heals. All right. So Exodus 15, 26 says, and he said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments. Commandments, yes, the word of God. And you'll keep his statutes. He says, I will put none of these diseases upon you which have brought upon the Egyptians from the Lord that heals you. This is, by the way, all in the Old Testament. So God is speaking at the level of the understanding of the Israelites. He says, I will put none because, you see, nothing happens without God's wisdom and without God's permission. So when God has declared that the candle burns, yep, and you touch the candle, God says, okay, I will not let the candle burn you if you don't touch it. But if you touch it, I will let it burn you. Are you getting that? So when he says, I will put none of the diseases upon you, it doesn't mean that God is the one that puts the disease. No, he has principles in place. It's like gravity. If you decide to jump off a roof the way the devil tempted Jesus to do, he told Jesus, jump off, jump off this high tower and the angels will carry you. God has said, if you mess with gravity, you'll fall and die. So I will not let gravity kill you if you respect its principles, the law of gravity. But if you disrespect that law, then I will let gravity kill you. Do you get that? That's what God means here. So please don't misunderstand the goodness, the kindness, the mercy of the law. He doesn't bring sickness. It's the principles that is put in place that come to play. You activate these principles based on whether you're hearing the word of God and following it or whether you want to go against the word of God because you know better. You think, oh, God is just stopping me from having fun. He's just stopping me from being happy. So let me jump anyway. And when you jump, you fall down and die. You see, because the principle of gravity, the law of gravity comes to play. There are certain things God has put, for example, digestion. There is nothing you do to cause yourself to digest. Just eat the food and your body instantly begins, based on the principles God established, to digest the food. If you eat poison, for example, your body is not going to reject it. It will digest it anyway because the principle of digestion has been established by God. So God will say, I will not let poison kill you. If you believe in me, if somebody tries to poison you, if somebody tries to abuse the principle of digestion that I put by putting poison in your body, I will ensure that it doesn't affect you. But if you go eating poison yourself because you want to test God and try it, that poison will kill you because you've gone contrary to the word of God. So that's how healing happens. That's how you handle healing. So I'm going to be talking to you about different scriptures 
all the way from Genesis going to Revelation. So this series might be probably longer than seven, uh, seven episodes. I usually do seven episodes per series. I will see how it goes, you know, based on the revelation that God gives me. But I want you to be healed. So if you are listening to me and there is sickness in your body, change your mind. Begin to believe that God loves you. Begin to believe that God is not against you. He's not contrary to you. He's not out to harm you or to hurt you. God wants to take care of you. God wants to look after you. He wants to heal you. Believing that alone starts the process of healing. Now, some healings happen instantly and others take a while, especially if you've been steeped into the wrong doctrine if you believe wrong things for a long time, it might take you a little longer to get healed, but you will ultimately get healed. You'll not be denied of healing. It's a process. So the more you know, the better things get. So right now, release healing upon your body. In the mighty name of Jesus, I rebuke cancer, I rebuke diabetes, I rebuke any form of terminal disease in your body, I rebuke spirits of infirmity, and I command them to leave you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Be healed and be freed. Let the blood of Jesus wash away your sin. If for a reason or the other you've done something wrong that has opened you up to demonic attack or demonic infestation, I declare you forgiven according to the word of God. And having been forgiven, I command those spirits to leave you because no longer have a right to inhabit any part of your body. Be healed and be restored in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, I've got to sign out right now. Thank you so much for listening to me. If this message has blessed you and it has touched you, please share with your friends, subscribe, share, favorite it. All right. And at the same time, If you'd like to support this ministry so that it can go beyond where it is right now. We've only started three weeks old and we're already touching different nations of the world. If you want us to reach further, you can partner with us financially. So you can reach me on World Remit or M-Pesa. That's a a Kenyan and East African way of exchanging funds or transferring funds using the mobile phone. Yeah, We'll give you more details as time goes by we are quite new in this thing. So you can use my number, which is plus 254-722-735921. Plus 254-722-735921. I love you so very much. I bring you healing. Be healed in Jesus' name. God loves you. God wants you well. And you will make it. All right? My name is Joseph Helen. Bye-bye.